this is Whitney, and welcome back to an episode of Spastic Chatter. This is a special of Spastic Chatter, and I have with me Jacob Levi. I hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Um, and he is a career coach for people with disabilities, and I thought it would be cool to have him on to talk about employment and and uh, some other things related to the disability community. So I will let Jacob uh, introduce himself and then we'll get on to the conversation. So take it away, Jacob. Thank you so much, Whitney. Um, yeah, and I think we we met in the, the DLC. Yes, for those that don't know the DLC, it's the Diversity Leadership Collective. That's what I... I work at Diversability, and that's where we met is within the community. Absolutely, um, it's a it's an amazing community. Um, I was I started on there just in the Facebook group, and then I, there was so much so much like amazing information and resources. I was like, I want to learn more, and that's how I found about found out about the DLC. Uh, but anyway, um, my name is Jacob Levy. I am a career coach disability advocate, special education teacher, and person with a disability. Um, I acquired hydrocephalus at birth um, due to a brain hemorrhage, and it resulted into uh, mainly like memory, memory retrieval issues. Um, I, I didn't know this, but apparently I was a candidate for CP. Um, I don't have CP, but according to the nurse at birth and, and scores and things like that. Um, I was a candidate for CP. Um, I do have like some light symptoms. Like I definitely, um, one side of my body, like I do, like I walk on my tippy toes. I didn't even know I did it until my, I think my sibling pointed it out to me. I always like, I have like really strong calves. And I, I thought it was just because I played soccer. I was like, all right, I got strong calves. But then, then my my sibling pointed out, I was like, yeah, you know, you walk on your tippy toes. Um, I had no idea. Um, so that's that. And yeah, I mean, I would say I have other like mild symptoms. Um, I have a lazy eye. I wear glasses. I've worn a patch. I wore a patch for years as a kid and glasses to like correct my vision. Um, I have a shunt that basically like relieves the, relieve the pressure of CSF, cerebrospinal fluid um, when I was born. Um, but yeah, I would say memory retrieval is like the biggest thing. And I've, I've learned to create strategies for myself um, to remember just like basic information. Um, but anyway, <laughs> onto the career coaching stuff. Uh, so yeah, so, um, what I do is I help job seekers target opportunities, specifically outside their network, uh, using platforms such as LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my absolute favorite platform. It is once people understand how to actually use it, it's a total beast of a platform. It's a ridiculous platform. Um, once people understand that, like LinkedIn and really any of these platforms. These platforms, how they work is you have to give to a platform. You can't just get on a platform and, and sit there for a month and be like, I haven't gotten a job. This platform sucks. 
doesn't work like that. You have to engage or I call, um, you have to go on offense. The problem is most people sit on defense, meaning they might like apply to some jobs here and there. That's defense. Defense is just waiting, right? It's like clicking submit 50 times a day and just playing the waiting game. That might've worked 20 years ago. Today, it's much more proactive than reactive. Meaning you have to push out content that supports what you do. You have to target decision makers. You have to engage on people's content. All of that right there, you can't do that on a job board. Not that I know of. Like you can't be that engaging on a job board um, until you get a response. So that's why I'm a big fan um, of LinkedIn. Clubhouse is amazing as well. Um, You can literally hop in a room and talk with hiring managers, recruiters, et cetera. And you can add your actual value in like immediately. You don't have to wait 30 days for an email. You can straight up talk to someone live. So there's so many great pieces of technology um, that job seekers can utilize. It's just, it's just a matter of like understanding how a platform behaves really. That's what I do. That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't realize that about uh, LinkedIn that you can like, I didn't, I didn't put that, I didn't put that together when I, when you, when, cause when you mentioned link, when you mentioned, or when you mentioned Clubhouse, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't associate that with like job, with like job seeking. So that's, that's, that's a, that's a, that's really cool that you brought, that you bring that to people's attention because, because you can, because Clubhouse, um, like what comes to my mind is Clubhouse is you're communicating um, sort of one-on-one with that person. And for people with disabilities, um, they, like a, a big part of job interviews are, are, are like speaking to speaking to employers is, is that if you have a physical disability, your, your disability is on display the immediate, the immediately when you when you roll into the room or walk into the room and our clubhouse they're just listening to your voice like it's there's not a there's not a video component or uh, so so it might be it might be less like in my in my from my point of view I see clubhouse being like less daunting and like a way to get your foot in the door per se without that judge without that added judgment that comes from going to a physical interview does that make sense absolutely and i think because of the pandemic um you know so many businesses have shut down unfortunately like all over the us the world but in another light at least for people with disabilities or i'll just speak for myself um i think it's been a total game changer Um, I've never had more autonomy and independence to like, I get to work from home. I can take my own breaks. I have little, you know, I have things in place at home that I don't have in place in an office, right? Because like, I don't, I don't want people to judge me or whatever. Um, I have it all set up at home. So I think it's a massive advantage. Um, I think the pandemic has done a lot of amazing things, but at the same time, it's like a, you have to see it that way. Yeah. Right. It's a mindset shift. And like, just to add to that, like, like I know myself included, 
like before the pandemic and like when the pandemic started and like they were all there were there's like tons of remote jobs since the pandemic started and like I see when I'm like looking when I'm like uh conversing with like people in the disability community I'm like they're like where where was this before the pandemic like 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 we like we as a community have been have been looking for these opportunities and it took a pandemic to offer those to 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 make those accessible because not every like because remote work was kind of like very or not kind of it was very scarce pre-pandemic like it was very hard to find remote work right well i think it's i think it's a number of things um on the employer side i think employers were so obsessed with like the show right and what i mean by that is like they insisted on people coming into work. Why? Because they have clients coming into work, right? New business. So they want to show off their, you know, fancy office and their open office plan and their foosball tables and just like ridiculous stuff that it's like, now that it's a pandemic, everyone works from home. It's like, you realize we could have done this the whole time, right? And also they could have saved tons of money, right? They didn't have to rent out these huge fancy office spaces, but the employers that have realized that, I mean, kind of late in the game, but now with the pandemic, um, the ones that have realized that have pivoted. The ones that are still like stuck in their ways have folded. Mm-hmm. Right? That like they they don't exist anymore. Exactly. Um, because like I'll just I'll, I'll I'll go into like my journey of employment. Like I I tried the physical like going to a physical job and like. I only, I only lasted like six months because not, not because I couldn't do the job, but because of all the, um, of all the hustle and bustle to like get to, like, like, like I had to take the bus to get, to get to my, to get to my, to get to my uh, job location. And, um, I lived 10 minutes away from my, away from my work, but it took me two hours to get to work because our two hours, most time an hour, like anywhere between an hour and two hours because there were so many stops on the, on the, on the bus. Like people had to, like they had to stop and let people off. And there was just so much that I had to go through to actually get to work. By the time I got to work, I was already emotionally like spent. Like I couldn't, Mm. I didn't have enough spoons to do like a whole work day and then have to get back on the bus at the end of the work day to, to get home. And like, I, 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 I worked six months at a physical location. And then after that, I like decided to quit and um, I was looking for remote work and I decided to volunteer first. I went on a volunteer match and I decided to volunteer um, for an organization and that position, um, and I got a position with a disability organization and I started out as a volunteer. And then after three years, I, um, I worked my way up to like, uh, essentially running the organization in a paid position. Mm-hmm. And then that's what led me to a diversity, like through like networking and stuff. So like 
you um you were talking about being uh, earlier you were talking about being proactive you can't you can't just sit around and like wait for a job to come to you you have you have to put in the effort to um to go out and up like apply for jobs and like and like do your do your do your outreach um because i i always say i started from the bottom and now i'm the director of operations for a for a company like i think i think i didn't get this position because i just applied for a job and like let it and like let it like just like let it happen i no, I worked my ass off like to get to where I am today. If, if any of that makes sense, but might have went off, might went, might have went off on a ramble. But like, no, you you worked, you you earned it. Yeah. What um when it comes to like uh resources and stuff, like what do you what do you what do you do you mention like volunteer like like walk me through the process when you get a new client like what. Do, why, what is your process in helping them? For sure. So the first thing that I like to understand um, about a job seeker with a disability, um, I work with all kinds of job seekers, by the way, um, but my niche is working with those with disabilities. It's kind of like being a special education teacher, which I think you mentioned that's your background as well. I have a master's degree in special ed, but I haven't I haven't used it. I've used it more as like a disability studies, but yeah. For sure. But you know, you understand the jargon and stuff like that. Yes, yes. So, okay. It's very similar. Um, I, I took a few approaches from being a SPED teacher. So like what I'll do is um, I'll do like an interest inventory, which basically if you take like an IEP, an individual education plan, you know, it looks like there's a, a child's strengths and weaknesses, right? More or less. Same thing with a job seeker, right? Especially if they have a disability, I want to understand what their strengths and weaknesses are, right? They might know what they want. Like, I want to go and be a graphic designer. That's great. Typically, you know, when somebody has a disability, um, they, or I'll just speak for myself because I, I don't like making blanket statements. Um, like, I definitely have my strengths, right? I, I, I think I am like a visual, auditory, and tactile kinesthetic learner. I'm a little bit of everything, right? I got to see it. I got to hear it. I got to like touch it. Um, I like to understand how a person learns. I think that's super important because when I'm working with them, are they better hearing it, seeing it, like physic physically grasping something? So I think that's really important. I like to like try and understand how a person learns um, or as they call it in education, metacognition. So I like to do that. And then we do like a top-down approach. Um, so I look at, at industries, right? Like what industries interest you? IT, finance, hospitality, food and beverage. Like there's a million industries, okay? And then once we look at that, we get a little further and we look at um, job titles with those in industries, right? A project manager in one industry could be called a program manager or a product manager or a million different types of managers. Um, and then from those, uh, those job titles, they can pick more than one job title, by the way, right? There's, there are synonyms. Every job title has a synonym. So I encourage them to like, look at different job titles from those job titles. Then we look at job descriptions, 
right? Because then that, that's like the, the meat of it that looks at like what their actual responsibilities are, their requirements, things like that. These are really important because within the job description are keywords. Keywords are really important, especially when you are um, advertising yourself to look for work, right? Like, yeah, you do have to apply and blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't think that's the most important part. I think the most important part is visibility. Like you need to get visible to employers. Clicking submit on a job board a hundred times a day does not get you visible. Why? Because typically at a large or medium company, a resume goes through an ATS or an applicant tracking system. Once you do that, in my opinion, you do not have an advantage because your resume is now being taken away from human hands and into artificial intelligence. In other words, it's just scanning for keywords. So it's kind of like, where's the advantage? It's just a piece of paper, right? Um, and I don't know what keywords are actually scanning for. So what I do is I actually encourage them to basically create a brand for yourself on a platform like LinkedIn. So that's a lot, right? A brand is a representation of yourself. And basically a brand is like, you're treating yourself as a product or a service. Why? Because it's what you can do for a company. They don't, they don't really care where you went to school or blah, blah, blah. They want to know like, what can you do for us to make money? I mean, to put it bluntly, like that's how they survive. Right. So you, there's a lot of things you can do. All right. Besides like marketing yourself, you know, you got a LinkedIn banner, um, your profile is embedded with keywords, right? Nobody knows my name, Whitney. Nobody knows, nobody's typing in Jacob Levy to find me. That's not how they find me. They type me, they find me by keywords. So for example, I just had a, a FinTech company find me um, for a speaking gig because the recruiter was looking for job seekers with disabilities and they typed in disability and probably some other keywords and my profile popped up. Why? Because I have that word in my profile. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So again, they don't have to know my name. That's not how they get found because they don't have my resume. So keywords, in my opinion, are like king and queen on these platforms. And it's not just LinkedIn, Clubhouse, Facebook, uh, Instagram, they, yeah. they, all, they all run on keywords. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know the back end. I'm not an expert with like the engineering on the back end, but in a nutshell, treat them like a Google search. Yeah, and like you said that you got a, you got a speaking opportunity um, through LinkedIn by your keyword of disability. I actually have people reach out, reach out to me through like Instagram and other platforms because because I use because you because I use uh, specific like hashtags yeah. and like and um and things like that because it's it's all it's all it's all about keywords and a mini a minute I can't I can't speak I have I'm not as versed in LinkedIn I need to be but uh you're 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 peaking you're peaking my interest with this with this conversation um because I didn't realize all of it the, what all LinkedIn had to, had to offer so this is really interesting to me I have um I have I have uh, one question that I've been that I want to ask. Um, do you 
do talk to your uh, job seekers with disabilities about um, to, when to disclose your disability uh, to your employer. Do you have that? Do you have that conversation with them? The conversation does arise. Yes. So typically, um, I mean, people ask me all sorts of questions, but typically what I focus on is like getting the job. Right. So everything that comes before you get the job. So the job search, marketing yourself, um, interviewing. Um, yeah. Accessibility questions. Um, checking that box, you know, the EEOC, like that you have a disability. Here's what I this is just my experience because I've tried it as a job seeker with a disability. Um, so I've tried many different things. I've checked the box. I've left it blank. Um, and. I've noticed very mixed results. Mm -hmm. So sometimes um, they didn't even catch it. Like HR sometimes didn't even catch the, that I checked the box. And then sometimes they did. They were very responsive. They called me into a meeting the first week of work. I met with like the entire team. They asked me what my, you know, what accommodations or modifications I need, things like that. So in my experience, I would say to do your research on a company before you even like if you want to target a company look up what are their what's their policy on disability like what's their culture you know are they an inclusive company great let me read some reviews about it right like look to the people of a company right what i mean by that is like look to the employees like what are they saying about it everybody talks right it's the internet people leave reviews like people is no holds barred right with reviews yeah. You could, you could find whatever you want in a company. Um, another thing I suggest is do informational interviews on a company. You can talk to HR even before you, even before they even have, before they have interest in you, right? You can straight up, like I show people how to find whatever company you want, find the HR decision makers, and you can literally ask them questions. You can ask to connect with them. There's, way, there's ways to be creative to do it and ask them before you waste, you know, hours, days, weeks of your time, really ask like deep questions about a company's culture, their disability policies before you waste your time or theirs. That's cool. I didn't, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't have even thought about doing like informational inter, like interviews like that. I, from, from my experience, um, this is just my experience. Um, I only disclose I have a disability if it's a, if if the position that I'm applying for is disability related, and if it's and if it's not like disability related, I won't I won't disclose like that I have a disability on my resume or my cover letter. What and do you mean if it's disability related? You mean the actual job title? Yes, like that. If I know the organization is like disability related, like say like diversity. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Is disability related. So I, so I disclose that I have a disability, but it's so like, that's, that's what I, that's the thing. Like, yeah, diversity, obviously they're, you know, accessible and I hope inclusive, et cetera, but other big companies, you know, some talk a big game, right? Like they're, we're, we're stepping up our, our inclusive initiative, blah, blah, blah. But I would actually do research ahead of time before you like waste your time interviewing, exactly. um, talk to employees, look at, I mean, you, there is so much information on the internet. You can find 
I bet you could find reviews from companies about their accessibility initiative or whatever. And um, I, I'm just going to throw this out here, out there because I've been in this position before. And like, it's, it's good to do your research because I've, I've also been in the position where I was like that token to say disabled, disabled person in the company. So they could like, ex- like I was, I felt like I was kind of exploited because they used me in like the events and stuff. But I, or like, I like to like look good to the public being like, oh, look at, look at our, we're so inclusive. We, we have right. our, we had a person with a physical disability. Like, oh, look at us. Like, so yeah. I would always do your research on companies, like you said, to check like the, the culture of, like, just do like a deep dive before you um, take that, take that leap. Um, but how do you, so we, we talked about, we talked about a lot of things. So do you have any, do you have any other topics that you want to like touch on that you think is important for um, people with, for disabled people? I think the most, the most like, I don't know what to call this, but the most like motivational thing that I could give to a job seeker with disability only because I tried it myself. I'm not saying like you do this and you'll get a job. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying try a different way. And I will, I will only share what I did, right? I'm not pressuring anyone to do this. I have found success doing this. Um, I got sick and tired of checking the box and like being timid about my disability because it's invisible. Um, Like nobody, I don't think could tell that I have a disability. Um, But I got so tired of like click checking the box and waiting for someone to like call me out and blah, blah, blah. I started weaving into my content the like what I do right my subject matter expertise and wove in the fact that I have a disability that way what it does um, from an SEO perspective a search engine optimization perspective is those recruiters or employers that are looking for job seekers with disabilities will find my content they will also find me for my subject matter expertise right whatever that is the reason being, like I mentioned, keywords. They don't, I don't care, they don't need to know who I am. That's not, that's yeah. not how they find me. They're gonna find me much quicker with um, one post is searchable by pretty much anyone in the world. There's more than half a billion people on LinkedIn. Um, I would say only a percentage of them are actively online, but right before the pandemic, I think there was like 600 million users globally. It's probably not doubled, but it's, it's increased a lot. Um, so one post is searchable by almost anyone in the world. One resume is only a one-to-one ratio, right? You have to submit a resume. If you're lucky, it'll get seen, right? I'm not saying for sure it'll get seen. I'm saying if you're lucky. So that's why I'm a huge proponent of pushing out content that supports what you do. You will get way more visible by way more people and also by the right people because they're looking for those keywords. It's awesome. And like, you have to, like, it shows that you're passionate about us, about a subject like the, so I, I completely agree. Um, Jacob, where, where can, uh, like, where can people find you and like follow you on, follow you on social media, like reach out to you if they want to, if they want to utilize your services. 
uh, where can they, how can they do that? For sure. Um, well, I'm, I'd say I'm always on LinkedIn. I'm always, uh, you know, on, on the LinkedIn streets. Um, I'm on Clubhouse as well. Uh, I mean, I would say just type in Jacob Levy, L-E-V-Y, and you will find me. I think I have the same profile picture on, on both platforms. I need it. You, you probably have to educate me a little, Whitney, on um, Instagram. I, I know it's powerful. I just don't use it as much. Um, I know about hashtags and things like that. I'm just, I'm more uh, LinkedIn centric. Awesome. Well, I will put, um, I'll, I'll put all, all your, your um, info in the description so people can follow you. And I, I will also put the Diversity Leadership Collective uh, site in the description. In case anyone with, with a disability or ally wants to, wants to join uh, the Leadership Collective is all about uh, accelerating disability influence and visibility and we it's an awesome community so um feel free to check it out and uh thank you jacob for being a guest on spastic chatter i enjoyed talking with you and if for anyone watching this if you want to be a guest feel free to reach out and i would love to have you um and until next time, I'll, I'll, I'll see you later. Bye. Thanks so much. Thank you, Whitney. Um.